It's the XA Live Podcast. Our desire is to equip and empower you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and stay connected. Join us as we discuss a variety of topics that will inspire you to know Jesus more. Here's our host, Jenny Weiss. Stay Life Podcast, Calpha is a ministry at Louisiana Tech. Our core values are to know Jesus, to live life together, because life is way too hard to do alone, to take responsibility and embrace diversity. Ultimately, we want to make Jesus famous on our campus. We are so excited to have you join us in the conversation, and today we have a guest with us that I love dearly. I met him when I first came to Louisiana Tech. I'm just a fabulous human being as well as administrator, um, Sam Speed. He's the Dean of Student Engagement and Undergraduate Recruitment, um, and he's just going to share a little bit of his heart with you. How are you doing today, Sam? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Thank you for the invite. Oh, yeah. We love to hear what you have to say. So, Sam, if we can just start off, one of my favorite questions to ask guests is, what have you learned during this pandemic? Wow. Probably more like, what if I not learned? It's been very uh, challenging, of course, because it's definitely not business as usual. There are some positive things that I've learned about relationships and how you strengthen relationships. And so when I look at um, the extra time spent with family, when I look at how I engage with family and friends and colleagues, it's just, to me, a whole new level of understanding and appreciating relationships and their value. Mm-hmm. And so why the pandemic has us socially distancing um, as far as our, our physical proximity to one another, I've tried to work on ways in which I can deepen relationships. And so for me, I, I just think it's looking at relationships from a different lens and appreciating them more. Yeah, that's that's so great and so true. I forgot to mention this, but one of the things that I think is one of my favorites about you is your family. I think you can tell a lot about someone by their family, and I know all of Sam's family, and they are just great people. And so it's neat to see that and your daughters as adults and who they are is reflective of you guys. I think one of the things that I thought about in the beginning of the pandemic is what is the thing that only I can do? And I think that's the heart of the relationships. That's the only thing we can do is invest in the people near us. So no one else can invest in our family. No one else can invest in our kids. No one else can invest in our friends. And they're the treasure. Sure, sure. Well, and that, that, that again, when you look at that and when you appreciate that and you really um, you really just kind of hone in on the value of relationships that's where the beauty comes in and that's where you know hopefully um, once we we move past the the pandemic people continue to appreciate that and value relationships to a whole new level yeah all right so I'm gonna ask you some questions um whether different hats that you wear, whether it be with university or just as a human. Um, Over the years, I've been impressed with your dedication to the university and students. Um, Why do you love Louisiana Tech? Hmm. I do love Louisiana Tech. 
Um, there is no doubt about that. Not just because I was a student here, I received my undergraduate degree here, and I've worked here for, for 28 years. Um, but I think more than that, I love being able to push and um, be in a position to pour into young people. And so when you're able to help direct and to guide and develop young people and get them prepared for life, and you take that on as a calling, um, it's, that's where your fulfillment lies. And that, for me, has been the part that I think has, um, has really just fueled my, my, my professional career. Yeah, and I think you see it. I think one of the things that's always impressed me with you, Sam, is I've seen your love for the individual students. Whether it would be I bring someone to your office and I'm like, hey, meet this person, or um, how I've seen you interact with like the people that work for the university. You interact in such a way because of the love of students. I don't know. Like, I love students. There is no way I would do Calf as long as I've been doing it if I didn't just love students in the stage of life that they're in. Um, even the opportunity for them to make mistakes and learn and grow from it. It's just unique. It's fun. No doubt. You say the opportunity for them to make mistakes. Um, I think that's the beauty. I think a lot of times that's where growth comes in. And in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, our jobs are are very similar. Um, you're, you're getting paid by an outside entity from the institution, but um, I think you know how I feel. I feel like you're a part of our staff because you're helping the development of, of students. So when you start talking about bumps in the road or, or, or tough times or problems that students may encounter, for me, um, that's the beauty of it because this is the grooming ground. This is the training time. This is the time that we can help them so that when they do get out into the real world, they're, they're, they're more accustomed to it. Yeah. They're used to solving problems. And so even when you look at the pandemic, um, there have been some, some times, um, I think it was the movie Bugs Life, where the leaf kind of falls in the ant's path mm-hmm. and the ant just kind of, you know, just panics and goes nuts. And I've seen that type of reaction um, from students. The unique thing is students have the ability to go around the leaf. They have the ability to pick the leaf up. They have the ability to to chew through the leaf, climb over it, do whatever they want to. But oftentimes, because they've not been placed in that position, Mm -hmm. um, they don't know how to respond. So we have that opportunity to help them develop, help them recognize problems, help them recognize solutions to the problems, and teach them their value and their worth and how they can overcome those obstacles. And the more we teach them how to do that, the closer they're going to be to being prepared for that once they get out on their own. And so um, I often joke with my students, although I really don't do this, um, and some do accuse me of it, of. (laughs) Uh, of finding the leaves in the path or finding those bumps in the road. And so I think it's essential. We can live life and be assured that we will find those, um, those moments that they're just moments of concern, moments that we just don't know. And, and so teaching students how to overcome those moments is, is one of the delights and joys that, um, 
that I, I, I like. I like having that opportunity to help them through those moments. Well, I think that's probably part of the reason why I wanted you to come talk. I mean, our goal is to talk about how do we start the year strong. And I think to be strong in what you do, you have to be willing to see obstacles and challenges as learning and an ability to grow. Um, I strangely think one of the gifts of the pandemic is that it's given us the opportunity to fail and keep trying because everything we used to do, we can't do. So we just keep trying new things until we find something that works. And um, I wonder, as far as the university students that we are going to love this next fall and the class of 2024 um, that's coming in, I wonder how much stronger adults they are going to be because they're learning how to withstand obstacles now. Um, and yes. do okay. I think with the right mindset, and, and I think that's part of what we have as a challenge before us is to shift their mindset, to stop looking at problems as solely problems, but start looking at problems as an opportunity to create solutions. And so just because things are not the same, how can you recreate a future that takes advantage of a negative situation and is utilized for for their good so when they do that and if they embrace that mm -hmm. moment of this pandemic that is when i think we'll see a stronger generation yeah. and so if you're listening to this and you're in the class of 2024 we just encourage you to look at things as opportunities and just to keep um, pressing in, keep looking for alternative solutions, um, and recognize that a problem really is an opportunity. You just have to change your perspective and how you look at it. So university life has shifted um, a lot in this pandemic. Um, our Both of our jobs have shifted dramatically, and they shift as the moments. Um, and we're recording this early earlier than students are listening to it. So even between now and then listening, things are going to shift. Um, but what do you think is important for students to understand this fall? Well, one message I would give to the students is be flexible. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be flexible, not just with other people, not just with other organizations, um, but be flexible with yourself. Give room for, uh, for growth. Give room for mistakes. Give room for... Uh, change and for um, I guess the the struggle with change and, and I think um, kind of the the whole caterpillar to butterfly transition uh, sometimes we're just packed in tight we really don't know the answers we really can't see everything but what we have to realize is on the other side there's something um, something better and so I think the flexibility that one can afford themselves and can afford others is going to be a valuable, valuable um, tool mm -hmm. when we start looking at what the future looks like. Um, for the class of 2024, um, it, just thinking about it is, is you, you'd get pretty discouraged when you start talking about those who participated in spring sports and couldn't do that. When you start talking about proms and graduations, a lot of that changed. Yeah. And I understand that, not to the level you understand it, because you had to live through it. However, what I know is that you're still here. You're still fighting the good fight. You're still pushing through. 
And because of that, the resolve that you have and the continued resolve that you have to show, not just um, for yourself, but for others, I think will be a part of the, the testimony that comes out on the other side. So um, just be flexible. Um, be flexible with yourself. Be flexible with others. Be flexible with uh, organizations, entities. Um, we've gotten to a point where we seem to fuss, fret, and fight about everything, you know, wearing a mask in a store. Um, and I'll never forget, it was like a, a just... Uh, something pounded me because I had been looking at the information and regardless of what you, you, you think or how you look at these things, what happened to me is I came under conviction one, one day when I realized that when I was going in stores, I wasn't wearing a mask. And the reason I feel I came under conviction was because it hit me that this is not about me. Um, if what I was reading and now it's more substantiated was that by me wearing a mask, I'm helping protect somewhere, someone else, my inconvenience is not an issue. Their health is the issue and I owe it to humanity to be the type of person who would not compromise someone else. And so a friend of mine, um, he and I got into it, and he was saying masks don't help. And I said, well, what about this? I said, what about if you just take the act of a sneeze? And we've all seen some of these graphic images, even before COVID, of how a sneeze just transmits all this stuff it into this guy. And I'm like, yeah, it, it is. It really is. And if you think about that, you, you have nothing in front of your face. That's what you get. I mean, put your hand up or your elbow like they're telling us to do now, um, or you have a face covering on. And my thing is, if one, just one of those particles does not get into the open air and I help someone else's health, and I'm saying one in a, I don't know, whatever time period you want the rest of my life, if I just save one particle from infecting someone negatively and I'm not saying I carry the virus but it's just caring concern for fellow human beings and is it just the COVID virus how many times have we by shaking hands and doing things as we've always done them spread a common cold I mean we just have to be a little bit more caring and concerned about our fellow man so having just flexibility and being more Forgiving and giving to humanity, I think, is a part of the next phase of how we have to respond. Yeah. Um, it means so much to hear me say that. Just as a friend, we're just going to go to the audience for a moment. Um, but as someone that has observed so many of the arguments but is immune compromised, it's, it's neat to see people recognize, wait, maybe I can't protect someone else. Because I think sometimes when it comes to things, we forget about the humans. And we always have to remember that behind every statistic, behind everything, there's a human. And I think even in us coming to campus this fall, being flexible and recognizing that people are people. And how do we extend grace and mercy with people? And um, at least for me, 
I want to help people grow in that. How do I love people well? Like my only goal in my life, like I don't have many goals. My only goal is that I can love people well. The end of my life, people will say she loved well. And so um, I just think the flexibility in seeing humanity is just huge in that. And isn't it, isn't it unique that if you love well, that's something that lasts for eternity versus mm-hmm. if you accumulate wealth or things or whatever else, it pales in comparison to that you, you've touched a life. You've helped someone evolve. You've, um, you've touched the heart of man. And I mean, to me, we should be more concerned about that than we should um, some of the other frivolous things that we seem to be getting into arguments about. This is about humanity. And I've, I've long said, because I have an opportunity to work with young people who I know are life changers, um, and my challenge, especially those in the, in the STEM, STEM and STEAM fields, my challenge to them is don't just make better gadgets, make better people. Mm-hmm. Touch the life of someone, um, penetrate the heart of another human being, um, bring about change and make this world a better place. Because right now, I mean, we, we, we have smart devices and computers with, uh, shucks, phones with more power than computers had when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, but do we have better people? Do we connect more with humanity? Can we talk heart to heart with our, our fellow human being? And that to me is um, important. And that, that may be going back to your first question, part of what we learn, grow and develop out of the pandemic. So hopefully we get that. Yeah, seriously. Um, and I think it comes to both of our hearts. We want students to be successful academically, successfully social, socially successful, emotionally, and how they develop. Um, so what do you think is the most important habit essential for a student's success in fall quarter? The most essential habit. Um, be committed. And when I say be committed, um, I don't I don't mean that in the mundane way of just jotting it down. I mean be committed to your growth and your development. And what that means to me is because people who know me personally, a lot of times they um, they're taken back by 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 this. I guess because when you look at people's belief systems and, and different things like that. Um, they, I guess, kind of question this, but one of the greatest books that I've, I've ever read is the autobiography of Malcolm X. And mm-hmm. um, the reason I say that is because when you read the book, you look at Malcolm Little and you look at his transition into a, a newfound religion. Um, it doesn't stop there. He was so committed to finding truth that he never, ever stopped. And rarely in life do I see people who pursue passionately truth like I saw in that autobiography. And Mm -hmm. what I would tell young people is commitment is only half done if you stop because of success, if you stop because of failure. Um, And I mentioned success first because often we forget that success 
Oftentimes, railroads our path and our journey in life because once we have success, we feel like we've arrived. And that's the wrong attitude mm -hmm. to take. And that's why I think commitment to the process, commitment to the purpose, commitment to always bringing about change and commitment to doing whatever it takes to get to those next levels. Um, I, would, I would say that's the one thing that young people think they know, but oftentimes recognize they don't know because when challenged, you don't see that commitment follow through. And so um, I think my answer would be commitment, commitment to their, their, their growth and to the process and uh, to their overall purpose. Um, of course, when you start talking about different components of, um, of our being, you know, I, I think there needs to be a commitment spiritually. I think there needs to be a commitment to your emotional well-being, especially in times like this. Um, but commitment to your, your, your mental growth, not just in the classroom, but outside the classroom, um, reading books, challenging yourself to look at different thoughts outside of what you were brought up in um, from the standpoint of um, read about someone else's life. Read about people who may not be like you. Learn, grow, develop relationship with, with, with classmates that are... Uh, not just from other parts of the state, but maybe other st parts of the country or, or other parts of the world. We have students from several different countries. Develop that type of relationship. Um, it's a commitment to personal growth and development, um, and I think it's essential to, 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 to them being all that they can be in this journey um, that we call college. Yeah, no, it's so true because you're going to, find success and you're going to find failure and it's figuring out how do we keep doing through it. I think when I think about commitment, one of the things that I recognize is that some university students haven't really observed commitment in their own life. They don't feel like people have been committed to them. They haven't seen that. And I think my encouragement to you, if that is you, you're like, okay, so he's saying I should have commitment, but I've never seen it modeled. And I think we need to recognize that just because you've never seen something happen around you doesn't mean you can't be the agent to change it for your future, for your own children and for what that looks like. So if that was kind of, as he's saying that, there's this disconnect in you and be like, I don't even know what that looks like. I've never experienced it. It doesn't have to stay that way and it can be different. Um, so as we wrap it up, I have one last question for you. Um, what, what's one piece of advice you would give? One piece of advice. Um, change your mindset. Shift your paradigm. Think differently. Think better. Think positive. Mm -hmm. um, a scripture in the Bible says, As a man thinketh, so is he. And what I like about that scripture is it puts you in control. Mm -hmm. Um you may come here and, I mean, you just mentioned something, Jen, about um, someone not having commitment. wonder if they come from a, a household where everyone around them has been fully committed. Then they land on this campus and they feel people are failing to commit to their growth and development. Um, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be um, curt with the statement, but... This is now your time to begin to grow and develop. This is now your time to show 
commitment to your well-being and uh, your self-development. And so shifting your mindset and knowing that regardless of what happens or what occurs, you will always find that silver lining. You will always find that diamond in the rough in any situation, and your mindset is going to be one that you're going to overcome you're going to uh, learn, you're going to grow, and you're going to become the best you that you can possibly um, possibly be. And at 17, 18, 19 years old, that's not the easiest thing to do. What I want you to know is that's why Chi Alpha hired Jen Weiss. That's why Samuel Speed exists. Um, countless other people all across this campus are there to help you through those tough moments. It's on you, but there is support. There are people to guide you along the way. Um, You just have to believe that with that proper mindset, you're gonna find the answers and the tools you need to overcome any and every obstacle. But if you go into it with the proper mindset of saying, I will overcome, anything that's placed before me. I will have a good attitude. I will be positive. And I will even take negative situations and turn them into positive opportunities. Yeah. I really do believe that um, that you'll be well on your way to a successful, not just first few weeks, not just the first quarter, um, but an entire year and an entire history at Louisiana Tech that prepares you for your destiny in life. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I I think sometimes we miss how important our perspective is and that we can choose our own thoughts. Um, your own thoughts are, you, are yours. No one can force you to think things, so that means you can shift what you think. Um, and I'm going to echo one last thing that Sam said as I wrap this up, is that there are countless people on this campus that want to help you succeed at being the best you. Whether that would be an engineering major, an education major, a kinesiology major, or whether it be completely undecided and confused your freshman year, that's okay. There are people that want to help you succeed, and we just have to figure out as individuals, how do we reach out? How do we stay committed to the path that we're in, and how do we ask for help? Um, because when you walk on this campus in about a week, <laughs> um, God has plans for you and we believe in you. So thanks so much for joining us, Sam. Um, I'm going to wrap it up and um, we are excited to see what God has in store for people as they come to tech. Have a good day. You will.